Okay, guys, so question for the week is, if you could go back in time and stop one shitty movie from ever being made, what would it be? And and whether it's killing the director or robbing them of all of their fraud money. <laughs> Do we have to choose the way that... Yeah. <laughs> Do we have to choose the way that the movie production gets canceled? Or, However you want to do. Or do we just simply go to the source and murder whoever came up with the original idea? <laughs> Excellent. This Excellent. this is immediately easy for me, and I would I would kill every single person. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Just going straight for They're it. They're all I, all fucking guilty. I would kill every single person. Jeez, the timeline <laughs> involved with food fight. <laughs> <laughs> food fight you mean every one person no that movie can't no, no, had... no 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 you're not you're not hearing me i would kill every single person every actor every creative person every janitor in the studio doesn't matter if they had anything to do with that movie they are being wiped from the fucking planet no the question and is then, how do you kill them do you and, go and murder them at the I hospital and they're doing like a uh uh, mm. Batman versus Superman type thing where he just blows up an entire room of, of Congress or whatever whatever fucking Lex Luthor did. Yeah, basically. <laughs> They're all getting together for the first like table read of a food fight and he's like, hey guys, is this everybody? And they're like, yeah, we're all here. And he got a fucking suicide yes. mask strapped to him. Die! And, and then, for good measure, I would probably kill John for making us watch that movie. Oh, good call, good call. Like, I feel a little bad just considering him friends with him for so long. He wouldn't but... He wouldn't have ever heard of it to make us watch it, too, because it would have never existed. Yeah, but also, yeah, I was going to say, if you went back and destroyed it, then you would never have had to watch it in the future. Well, that's not but how it it's works. It's a paradox, man! <laughs> but the thing is, I still remember. Cheats out of time still had to watch it. Okay, yeah, we're talking about different dimensions, time travel... <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. really just Cheats' psychosis that that was brought on by Food Fight that's making him do all this. It's not any kind of logical reasoning. No. He's trying to save a different Cheats from losing his mind, basically. Mm, so this is different dimensional Cheats, not same dimension. I mean, it, that's the only way time travel works. We've discussed this at length. <laughs> Unless everything's already laid out to where it's going to happen, no matter No what. matter what you do. Yes. 12 Monkey style. Yes, that actually works in a causality view of time stream exactly <laughs> so um yeah cheats would murder all of the food fight and everything to do with it i'd probably go back to the early 90s and make something really bad happen to kevin costner to where he couldn't make those shitty three-hour fucking movies over and over again like Waterworld and fucking prince of thieves and then bring on an entire plethora of fandom that just claims those are good movies when they're fucking terrible. You just you just bring back a clip of Waterworld on your phone with you, and as you're about to kill him, you just hold I up... I saved you from this! <laughs> hold up the scene from Dennis Hopper. It does look like shit! <laughs> but that scene with Dennis Hopper is cool. Is the best part of the movie, yeah. It's like, if you could... And Smeet. You could excise tons of that movie and make it... A pretty awesome movie. So really what Steven <laughs> should do is murder Kevin Costner on the set of Waterworld so yeah. that they have to continue with production with somebody else. And then the movie becomes And good. Prince of Thieves can just be wiped, <laughs> wiped away. You would save Waterworld. Yeah. Prin <laughs> well, you can't well, kill Prince that, of Thieves. So. Yeah. Steven, so Steven's going to kill him before he ever even gets the chance to think of... Maybe even pre-Dances with Wolves? I didn't even say I'd kill him. I just said... 
I'd wipe out the section of the 90s for him. Like, something bad is going to happen to him to where... Like Give he, him some sort of 14-year-long mono. Like he, like he, <laughs> he's got an inoperable face tumor for 14 years. <laughs> I mean, like, real simple. He just, I feel like he'd still try to act, so we're going to have to make it a little worse than that. Dude, like, it's real Chop simple. His legs just, off. Yeah, you just cut off a leg. He can't be Robin Hood if he's missing a leg. I'm afraid he probably can still. Well, he definitely can't be a fish man, so... I mean, it almost makes it more legit if he's missing a leg in the future. In then you can just land. put him in, like, one of those little mermaid things. Ugh, that are popular man. with the kids now. <laughs> alright, alright, alright. <laughs> he definitely can't be Robin Hood or a fish man if I cut off one leg and one arm. He can definitely okay. be a fish man. I just went over this scenario. No. You put he, him he's... in a mermaid bottom to where he has... Like, oh, that's all you need is one How's leg. How's he going to swim with one arm? Look, okay, I, I've got to... We'll just chop off both his arms and legs, and he can't do anything. Except for, like, you know, whatever people with missing He'll arms and legs can do. star in the movie in the movie version of uh, Metallica's One. <laughs> there you go. Now, see, that's why we have to leave one arm. What? <laughs> all right, you've had your answer. That's enough. He'll just play. He'll play uh, Darth Vader at the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> For me, it's a split decision. I okay, it's not. I, I, there's one that's obviously worse than the other one. I'm definitely going with Speed Two Cruise Control that I'm going to stop <laughs> happening. And I don't care if I have to kill Sandra Bullock. What movie? Oh, whoa! Whoa! <laughs> what what movie is that, Philip? Doesn't exist. He's gonna exactly. put a bullet I, I eliminated it. Exactly. <laughs> I would never kill Sandy Bullock. I would never do that. So would you have to stop Speed One from happening? No, because Speed One is an awesome movie. <laughs> I know, but no, I can stop Speed Two. It probably almost stopped itself, like that stupid boat at the end. Well, I feel like Speed Two is one of those movies that's gonna happen no matter like whether or not you stop it or not. Like because Speed was so successful, if you stop Speed no, Two, no, it's, that it's time, actually another it's actually Speed a... Two will just start again. It's actually pretty simple, Steven. All I have to do is go back far enough to invest in Apple early. And then once I am a however many a millionaire, I just buy the rights to speed and make a secret movie about it every so often so I don't lose the rights. And no one can ever make speed to except me, and I'll just never do it. So there. What if they make a nope. non-canon sequel to Speed 2 called Fast? Well, it wouldn't be the same movie, yeah, would it? And also, <laughs> I would sue them. Are you just going to try to trademark every single word related to, like, being quick? As far as what that movie realms goes? If he has to. To be honest, I really could. I, if I go back far enough, as soon as the fucking trademark office opens, I just start trademarking everything. Uh, excuse me, I'm going to uh, patent <laughs> electricity. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And just for good measure, murder the inventor of electricity. <laughs> I like the uh, yeah. Just whoever so whoever just you so decide we don't get that any, is any like uh, negative feedback on that. I know you can't patent electricity. You yeah. patent things that uh, create it. <laughs> mm -hmm. I like where Philip's heads at in this scenario. Yeah, because you know, if the fact that there's infinite universes means that there's infinite possibilities, and because there's time travel, that means that that theory is true. So, it would it would somehow manage to get made. Like you said, no matter who I killed, if I allow Speed 1 to exist, Speed 2 will eventually get made. So I just have to stop it at the source by owning it. 
and then no one can take it from me. And then I die, and then it gets inherited to somebody else, and then they make Speed 2 with Sandra Bullock and fucking copper-poisoned uh, Willem Dafoe. And I just <laughs> Jason Patrick, of course. lose my mind all over again. You can't leave out Jason Patrick. He's the star of the movie. First of all, no. <laughs> just no to all that. He may as well not even be in the movie. It wouldn't matter if he wasn't. Okay, so... Speed 2, Willem Dafoe ruins my life. This is based off of... I'm, I'm making this pick based off of one of the movies that we watched and we hated. It's, uh... I'm gonna go back in time and, uh, mercifully kill David Dakota before he really embarrasses himself. It's like, I'm gonna get him right after he makes Puppet Master 3 and everything is all downhill. <laughs> the perfect... The perfect moment to stop at least him making. Uh, yeah, and it's... And you don't know how many terrible movies... He's made. I'm just gonna. I'll no just, one knows. I'll, I'll, I'm just gonna. Okay, I'm gonna start scrolling a, a back. Little walk down a memory lane. Like a, there's a talking cat, swamp freak. That's the name of the movie. A, talk, a talking cat. A talking cat. I'm sure with you've a question heard, mark with a question mark and an exclamation point and a oh. terrible. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's the combined letter, uh -huh. or it's just the two of them. Okay. Yeah, there's so many. There's oh god. I gotta say, the fact that he was ballsy enough to actually use the Interrobang gives me hope for his uh, redemption. Bigfoot versus DB Cooper, which is uh, two mythical uh, it creatures. It sounds better. It sounds better than it is. <laughs> I was just saying, like, it does. That, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! And it just goes on and on. It's just it's so bad. So I I think it's interesting that. Me and Sheets decided to eliminate a movie from ever happening, and you guys just decided to erase a person's career <laughs> because of Dehart for merciful reasons. Stephen, because he simply hates Kevin Costner. Well, not, not... I mean, we, we, the humanity gets, humanity gains this too because those are all really, really bad. If you accidentally watched one, you would think, "Oh my god!" Just any one of them, you think, "Oh my god!" It's the worst thing I ever fucking watched. <laughs> 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 but you don't realize that there's like 50, 50 more. fucking more. I don't hate Kevin Costner. There, he has made some good movies. <laughs> but he's just made some really shitty, huge movies that people fucking love for no reason. I just, I'm just glad nobody even remembers Earthworld. Oh, The Postman? The AK, Postman? A.K.A. The Postman. Yeah, because it's four and a half hours long. If we were to... We should do like a month of just long picks. It's like, okay, we don't have to watch more than one movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm not watching The Postman and anything else. No. That's not happening. I, I would rather watch three short, fun, sh terrible movies than one long Kevin Costner movie. Well, anyone would. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's no shit. I, I do, I do want to clarify something when I said that I would kill everyone involved with uh, Food Fight. I would have to kill them, like, at that current point in time. Because, like, for example, I can't kill Christopher Lloyd, like, before he's an actor. Because then we don't get Back to the Future. So, it would just be in that current time period. And let's be Something's honest. Something's gotta be done about your food fight movie! And really, which, you're helping out Charlie Sheen. Yes, I am. I'm, I'm doing him a favor. I'm doing Man, him and everyone else a favor. Yeah, true. Well. <laughs> I gotta say, Cheats is sounding like the most logical of all of ours so far. I, I do want to point out, though, that um, 
my split decision was between Speed 2 Cruise Control and the I don't know what year it was made movie Catwoman 2004 with Ooh. Halle Berry. If I were able to change time, I would just go back and bezel out money myself. Exactly. <laughs> exactly yeah. right. I mean, that would be a perfect way to stop that movie happening. It's just embezzle the money so hard that they don't have any left to even make the shitty thing they did make. I embezzled it so hard. So hard. So hard. <laughs> yeah, so, but obviously Speed 2's worse. I mean, it's just simply everything about it. It's just is worse. It? it is. <laughs> it's way, way worse. I would rather watch Speed 2 than Catwoman again. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> if we were doing, like, our, our head-to-head, like, I would probably pick Speed 2. I could scientifically Catwoman. prove Speed 2 is worse than Catwoman. I don't Be- think you can. Beyond, <laughs> even, beyond even the realm of opinion and subjective... Op- Speed 2 is just worse. Do you want me to write a paper on this? Yeah, but Speed 2 didn't have Sharon Stone in a pantsuit karate what? fighting. Karate fighting? Sharon Stone? I don't know. In a pantsuit? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the villain in Catwoman? <laughs> what? The one who's turning to stone? Are we, are we talking about <laughs> this being a negative thing? Yes. Okay. Like, that's one of the points in the favor of Catwoman. <laughs> no. Actually, yeah. I, as far as that movie goes, it's probably one of the highlights. Exactly. <laughs> Steven, you're just making my fucking point for me already. I didn't I even know. start. I, I can't help here much. It's been a long time since I've watched Speed 2, and I wasn't on that episode. But just remembering Catwoman 2, like Catwoman 2. God, what if there was a Catwoman 2? <laughs> but just remembering Cat, just, just remembering Catwoman, like, I can see where Steven is going by saying that one's better. But I... I'm saying it's better. Steven's saying Speed 2 is better. Oh, I'm sorry. Other way around. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I can see him saying that because Catwoman's Well, let me... If you've never listened to the episode, I had a list of things I would rather do than ever watch Speed 2 again. And one of them was, I think, stand ankle deep in a kiddie pool full of scorpions. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, like... I just think we should rewatch it for an episode. I'm just not going to. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Welcome to Motion Picture Meltdown. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen Ross Rosenberg. Phil DeKill Collins. Chiefs the Streets McGee. And D-Hart. And I wanted to pick a couple of sci-fi movies this week and uh, maybe involving some kind of like time shit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, time shit, man. I wasn't like sold on time travel because I was originally thinking about doing Minority Report. um, But, and then then that got me on like, uh, I was definitely going to do Looper and I was like, man... I could do another Bruce Willis sci-fi movie, and then I was thinking maybe Fifth Element, and then I landed on Twelve Monkeys since. It's the only other one where he's time traveling. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, they're so closely tied together, you have to pick them together, or else we'll just never pick one of them. It's true. It's true. Whichever one you didn't pick would have just laid on the shelf forever. <laughs> I almost picked Looper. I could have swore we already did pick Looper, but I almost picked Looper when I did um, Groundhog Day to go with to go with those two together, but. I've almost picked Looper a bunch of times because I really like it, and also because it's time traveling and science fictiony and goes together really well with a lot of other movies of that nature. I had never seen Looper until now. Damn. And it's very much a cheats movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've only been screaming going... that for two fucking years at you. But <laughs> yeah. Like... It has fucking pod racing in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's got sand that gets everywhere, and it's coarse. So, do you guys want to start with Twelve Monkeys? Go in chronological order. That's fine. Yeah, we can do it. 
Since these are time-looping movies, why don't we go chronologically? <laughs> Makes perfect sense. All right, so 12 Monkeys from 1995, uh, directed by Terry Gilliam of uh, Monty Python fame, of course. Also directed uh, stuff like Brazil, Time Bandits, Imaginarium, Dr. Canarsis, and Fear and Loathing, of course, is a, is a podcast movie that we have done before. Yep. I think Time Bandits would probably be a good podcast movie as well. But. Haven't you guys already done Time Bandits? No. No. <laughs> that, <laughs> that one I know for that sure. Laugh, that laugh. That fucking laugh is just D-Hart like, ugh, picking it. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, well, I don't even have to think about my next pick. It's going to be Time Bandits. All right. So, yeah, this movie is uh, from 1995, starring uh, Bruce Willis and uh, Brad Pitt, most notably. And uh, the plot, uh, as far as IMDb goes, is in a future world devastated by disease, a convict is sent back in time to gather information about the man-made virus that wiped out most of the human population on the planet. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That is accurate for once every ten times. Probably Looper will not be. Can't wait. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much exactly correct. Yeah. The I think the movie starts off with um, young Bruce Willis at the airport having like a flashback. Is that spoiler alert? I mean, it literally show that it's he's him. dreaming. He's saying that he's he's, he's dreaming the one. Uh, because that that from, dream keeps playing repeatedly throughout the entire movie. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not really a spoiler because it's pretty unless it, you it, don't it, pay attention. It is absolutely not a spoiler. I'm just being an ass to you. They, no, continue. I know. They do fuck with you a little bit with that dream if you're yeah. paying attention. Yeah, yeah. Because it's constantly changing just a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Is it just me, or are you guys really tired of seeing movies that show Bruce Willis having long hair? Well, at least this one, uh, when he has long hair, he's wearing a wig. Yeah, but, well, he's always wearing a wig. Yeah, I know, but hair. it's acknowledged in the movie. It's not that he's Oh, uh, well, yeah, yeah. It's not. I know that. <laughs> I, know, I know what you're saying, but what I'm saying is, like, in other Bruce Willis movies where he has long hair, it's just his fucking long hair. Steven yeah. doesn't, it doesn't terrible. care. It he looks a, fucking awful at it. He doesn't care for the continuity of the movie. He just simply doesn't want to see Bruce Willis with hair. He just doesn't. <laughs> no. Because it's not natural. I don't care if he has, like, the little tufts. Like, he's gotten, like, like a little bit in Looper, and he's got it in, like, Die Hard, of course. Oh, we need to mention that tuft scene whenever we, <laughs> whenever we get to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Jackal and that fucking one with Billy Bob uh, Bandits with Billy Bob Thornton, and he's got fucking, like, long flowing hair. It looks disgusting. I mean, it's it's not unlike the Stacy Keach hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's real scumfuck hair. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> no one would ever have that hair except Fabio, and the only way you can pull it off is if you are continuously shirtless and super muscly. And if you're not like that, or a wrestler, pro wrestler, which obviously, same thing, then you just should not do it. And it's, you know what? Sometimes bald people that are bald when they're older are still bald when they're young. And it's it's fine. It's they okay. They look fine. It doesn't matter. You don't have to give them hair to let us know that they balded. Sometimes they give they give them hair because uh, it's a surrogate body that's supposed to be a robot. And they got hair. For no I reason. totally fucking it's, forgot about that movie, by the way. So For the stark difference. How did you forget? <laughs> we just did that one. Like... Not even a year. Ago. I'm pretty sure all four of us were like, "This is one of the like most forgettable fucking movies." Forgettable movie. Yeah. <laughs> Which is unfortunate okay. because Bruce Willis does a better job on not phoning in on sci-fi movies for some reason. I think he digs it. I think he's into I, it. I think it's the only time he actually is interested. 
Yeah. <laughs> At least, like, uh, you know. I'm not sure. Like, the only reason why I say I'm not sure is because I, I feel like he hasn't done any, like, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like he hasn't done any, like, straight sci-fi movies in a while. It's a looper. <laughs> yeah, looper was really his last one, and that was in that 2012. Was 2012. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just saying that. Yeah, so. Isn't he in one of the every newer other thing G.I. He's Joe been movies? In, he's been. <laughs> it's basically sci-fi. Those are barely those are barely anything. <laughs> yeah. So like, so like, Looper aside, I just feel like most of the sci-fi stuff he's in is still within the time period of like, he actually wasn't just collecting a paycheck because there's a lot of stuff now. Like, the only movies I can think of in the last like ten years that he didn't phone it in completely is like Looper and like I think the first Red. Yeah, I liked the first Red. The Sin City movies. Yeah, first Sin City. I haven't seen the second one. I think one. he was in the second one as well. I don't know whether he found it. I mean, he may have. I don't see how he could be. <laughs> you know, it's Sin City. I mean, they could do whatever they yeah, want. Yeah, <laughs> I think the second one is a, is a prequel. Okay, so... Um, You're sabotaging my plan to not talk about this movie, Philip. Well, we gotta talk about it. Starting off with... And, you know, I find it less annoying as the years go by, so maybe by the time in five or ten years when I watch this movie again, I won't find the squeeze box music so annoying. But it's just... It's pretty jarring from the rest of everything. It's like, what? Why are we? Yeah. It is. It's very. It's like. What's happening? Well, I like it. I (laughs) like it. Just to be a dissenting voice on this whole subject. Well, see, that's my thing. Is that the? That's one of the reasons I've not liked this movie in the past, and I didn't. I wasn't as bothered by it this time, and I feel like as the years go on, I will continue to be bothered by it less and less. The way I see it is, it it it's tied in in a couple ways. The future is a madhouse. Yeah. They, <laughs> Which doesn't make any sense, because I don't know how a bunch of scientists who are dressed up like they fucking they didn't start off as funhouse doctors. That one that uh, we see later in the, at the very end of the movie, she when she's talking to the guy, she was an insurance person. And somehow moved in, the, in post-apocalypse, I guess... If you're just at all qualified for anything, you move up the ladder pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, well, what do you know about time travel? You're part travel? of the, tri- the scientist tribunal. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because you know how to do maths. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, so it's that and related, and also related to the animals taking back the Earth. At least that's... So it's like the monkeys playing the calliope yeah, or I whatever? Yeah, mean, he, he finds the logo, the 12 monkeys, we did it. And it's like, oh man, this is the, these are the clues we've been missing all this time. Yeah. So you're ready to travel back in time and find out what the fuck happened. <laughs> but it turns, you know, spoilers for this movie, they're chasing their tails. Yeah. Because there's nothing. Yeah. But they're they're all insane. They can't. They're. <laughs> Just think about like having to investigate something from a dead society, and putting that putting the pieces together. With, like, the most important thing that's ever happened. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> that part of the movie's cool. It's just, the only part of the movie that I find to be a little annoying is that the fact that it's just like you said, like, pretty much the scientist tribunal or just whoever was around that <laughs> that still had most of their teeth. Like, that's basically how they've invented time travel. It's just a bunch of random insurance salesmen. I'm, I'm, assur- I'm assuming a couple of them are legitimate scientists. <laughs> I guess so. And... It just... Like, You're never too old for a career change. <laughs> it's true. But I, I just I just would have enjoyed a little bit of exposure to whoever was sane enough to put together an actual working time travel machine. 
I don't know. It's just a it only that part works. of it that right. It does only barely work, <laughs> but that part of it is just like sort of aggravating. But it's it doesn't really. I mean, it doesn't hurt the movie at all. Well, like, I think the, also that the much, fact anyway. that the fact that that's I don't know about that. The fact that all that's so tenuous. Also, it, it helps, used to hurt it, it for it, me, it, but it, now it's like I it can lends look past credence it. to the other, like everyone else's view of reality. Sheets is gonna have an aneurysm when we don't let him talk. Go ahead. I don't like this movie at all. Yes, I realize that. <laughs> <laughs> Even a little bit. I'm saying that the oh, insanity okay. of all this stuff lends credence to the psychiatrist saying, "You're insane. None of this is real." Right. You're not a time traveler. Yeah. Because we never see him travel through time. We see, like, the stuff, and then we see him... Oh, we've arrested this guy who beat up a shitload of cops. Yeah. So, <laughs> dusted to the eyeballs. Yeah, that was how they described him. <laughs> Bruce Willis is in future prison. Future he, prison. He gets volunteered, uh, quotes around that, since this isn't a video podcast, and they send him back in time to figure out... They're supposed to be sending him to 1996 to figure out... Um, where the origin of the virus happens so that they can study it in more detail and thusly create a cure for it, and then they'll be able to return to surface world. The idea is They all live in the underground To at get this point. a pure sample of the virus yeah. so they can uh, create a vaccine for it before it mutates. Yes. And uh, be able to reclaim the surface of the Earth. Right. So all of the nonsense vaccination science aside from that, because who cares? He gets sent back to the wrong year. He gets sent back to 1990, where all of his what would be proof that he's from the future is useless because it's a bunch of more stuff from the future that he was using as evidence. Like, haven't you seen around the 12 monkey signs? It's like, no, because that didn't happen yet. Haven't you seen the fucking, um, you know, here, I'll just call yeah, his they, phone number they and him there there'll six be a voicemail years too early. I can show you. Yeah. Because <laughs> their time travel machine sucks. What's uh, yeah, the second time they send him, he ends up in World War One. Yeah. For just in a the, minute. In the <laughs> fucking trenches. It's like, not only do they send him to World War One, they sent him to possibly the most depressing and dangerous place to ever have existed. <laughs> it's like totally insanity. It wouldn't have been as fun if he was like sent back in front of like a fucking... Uh... Well, they couldn't... They couldn't send him any further back because then photography wouldn't have existed and they wouldn't have been able to have future proof that he literally was in World yeah. War One. So, spoilers for later in the movie. I mean, but this is from 1995. If you're worried about spoilers from this, then sorry. Don't Hey, Phillips, come over to my camp now. Yeah. Plus, I think we've pretty well established that we spoil fucking everything on this show. And it's just <laughs> how it works. Because, I mean, it's a rare occurrence when we don't. It's... It, and it's because the movie is so good, and that the spoiler is so crucial to the movie, that we can't. We just can't in good conscience spoil it. But that happens, like, once a year, maybe. But in any case, he is in a sane asylum with this doctor who is like, you seem familiar to me for some reason, because apparently she is prescient in some way. Because she wouldn't have encountered him yet, but she is... Like, I don't know, time travel dementia, time travel madness, if you will. Whatever whatever the, the issue is, uh, she's somehow able to recognize that she will eventually know who he is. But before anything can really happen, he gets zapped back to the future, uh, vanishing from the insane asylum mysteriously. So, 
he gets debriefed again and sent back, like we were saying, to World War One briefly, and then to 1996, where he was supposed to have been in the fucking first place. Yeah. I guess third time's a charm for time travel. <laughs> it's really bizarre. Yeah, in the meantime, she is uh, no longer... I, I don't think she's a practicing psychologist anymore. She, now she's an author. Yeah, she's... Um, she's managed kind to of break spurred in... off by this character she met, it seems like, because... Uh, She's talking about the Cassandra complex, which is uh, knowing the future and not being able to or thinking at least you having, know the future, thinking you know the future and being powerless to change it. Right. And also just not being believed. Also. Power. Right. Uh, also being powerless to change it, and also no one, everyone thinks you're just fucking crazy. And it's like, of course they would. And see, this is again, this is the million zillionth time. I don't know what it is about movies that they always want to investigate that extreme unlikeliness. Of, like, what if they're not crazy? What if they are telling the truth about this thing? And it's like any other scenario where you come into a room and the guy's covered in blood and there's 16 dead bodies around him. It's like, you know, he probably killed all of them. But yeah. there's always... In movies, that's never the case. In real life, it always I is. I mean, that's basically just what happened with Jesus. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Which it was just a crazy man who was just like, oh, this is happening. And it was like, <laughs> well, maybe we should just believe him. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then build a whole religion around it and then go to war for it for about 150 years and then, <laughs> you know, I, I maybe have, hundreds of years. I have more complaints about 12 Monkeys than just the part I'm going to mention, but the part at which this lost me was actually in the first, like, half an hour. Oh, when and, Brad Pitt pops his head out of his shirt. Yes, it is exactly <laughs> that. It, there, There's two reasons. One, what you're talking about with the stream unli- extreme unlikeliness, I hate storylines because they're always aggravating. Where the main character is right about something, but everyone is just like, oh, you're crazy, or this isn't real, or things like that. And then second is just the inane screaming for 25 minutes. because It's well, not that long, it just feels like it. it it's probably 15 to 20. It's, it's 15 minutes, but... Like, I, I didn't really realize until now... But I don't fucking like Crazy Brad Pitt. In Inglorious Bastards, it's okay, but like, for I don't example, think you'd like crazy people in general. Have you ever? <laughs> I don't think so. No. I know we went to the same school. Did you have to do like the field trip to the insane asylum? <laughs> no, in Madison. What the hell? No, I did not. <laughs> yeah. Well, they stopped we doing did. it after D Hard because they saw the results. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very uncomfortable, is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of people saying crazy shit, and then they'll just laugh about it. And it, it's like, hey, I like your shirt. Can I have that when you're dead? Yeah. I, I don't... I don't... Yeah, that's super weird. That kind of thing? You're, you're probably not wrong, but it's just like... It, it seems like any time... That's a direct quote, actually. Good. It just seems like a lot of times, especially in movies, whenever they have like an insane asylum or something... They just get the actors in there and they're just like, hey, I just want you to just fucking scream all the goddamn time. And I just, I can't take it. Especially with just, like, See, to me, Brad Pitt escalating constantly. The continuous screaming was, doesn't rub, doesn't uh, grate against my soul as hard as the sporadic squeeze box music. That was really annoying too. And all of these things are very effective tools to make you feel, like, a little bit, like, anxious and, like, manic because you're watching all these things happen. That's the point of it. But in our case, we watch the movie and it makes us not like it. Like, this movie sucks now. 
but really they're just trying to give you that feeling of like intense anxiety of like what it might be like to actually be in a fucking uh you know insane asylum it the thing that wears me out is that it's like has any currently being used in a sane asylum ever looked like this like movie insane asylums always look like the ones that you go visit after they're decommissioned and they aren't in use and they just are like dark hallways that are like with just they probably are that... just decommissioned <laughs> yeah that's what i mean like yeah. you can't take something that's been abandoned for 10 years and just say this is what insane asylums look like it's that's just not accurate like things seem crazier when you dress them up like a fucking fun house or like a you know <laughs> right it's but of course it's the point of it like they're trying to make us feel like we're there as one of the crazy people observing this but in any case that part of the movie's over because we yeah we have I'm just, to move I, on. i'm more just want to mention like this is this that's is where they lose cheap this is where they lost me and then from there they never got me back yeah i wouldn't think they would have no although it does get a lot better from here like because that is the part of the movie that i also do not like as as well as the rest and then we we leave Brad Pitt for a while, and the movie becomes yeah. a little more tolerable. <laughs> <laughs> well, mainly just because we get away from the erratic screaming and intensity. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, ahead, so she, she's, a, she's an author. She has um, photo evidence of uh, him being in the war, but she doesn't realize it yet, because part of the photo that she it was has cropped. is cropped. It was cropped to the, the relevant information, which right. is a, a guy who was there that somehow seemed out of time. Right. But, and they thought uh, that was crazy. Yeah, so she she's leaving to go out to her car, and who jumps her out there? Bruce Willis, who uh, has now shoved her into her car, basically. And, and adopted like, the Batman voice. Dude, yeah. always the Batman voice. <laughs> Give me all your drugs. We'll get to it. Well, never mind. It's because that's it's the best we can do, Stephen. It's the fucking best we can do at disguising our voice whenever we have no training disguising our voice. It's like just just, just talk like this. Or it was, he had no reason to do that. What's funny is that later. <laughs> Brad Pitt also, like, does a fake voice disguise, and it's just the same. <laughs> Bruce Willis sounds like that in a lot of his fucking movies, though. It's not... It's To me, it's almost normal Bruce Willis voice. No, it's exaggerated, but I do know what you mean, where it's like... You can tell he's trying extra hard to be a grisly actor man. Yeah. He hasn't... He hasn't had contact with, like, actual, like, human society as we know it in 30 years. Since he was 10... I don't think those accents that you used to do <laughs> when you were watching TV, it's like, <laughs> I don't think those would have carried over. It's like, oh, I'm going to talk like this, she? <laughs> then she'll never recognize this voice. <laughs> right, he didn't have, he had no frame of reference for, like, any kind of voice disguise. So it's kind of forgivable, but also it's, just like you said. You can't, you can't put on the A, I'm pretty much, walking here, boys. <laughs> it's pretty much Bruce Willis's best <laughs> fucking best walking effort. here. Yeah. Come hey, on! I'm kidnapping you. <laughs> Make with the turnips of Philadelphia. <laughs> so through the through the process of this kidnapping, he accidentally proves that he's from the future by predicting the outcome of this kid being lost down a well hoax that happened. That and well, that's one of the there are three pieces of confirming information. Yes, it's like after he disappears again. Well, he runs into Brad Pitt, has a confrontation with him, gets nowhere. Yeah. And then ends up disappearing out in the woods. So, uh, but the pieces of information that confirm that, yes, he is a time traveler, or uh, one confirming that the 
that the uh, boy down the well thing was a prank. Right, which he literally said was a... He used the word prank, which was what was used in the news, which is what he would have seen if he was a child at this time. And the fact that the boy was literally exactly where he said he was, in a barn. Nearby. There was the bullet from 1912 that was lodged in his leg. And they, as far as I could tell, was literally fired then. Like, yeah. they could, like I don't know how they know that, but... Because if the bullet time-traveled with him, then it would have been it a brand new bullet. It would have been recently fired. Right. <laughs> Stupid as fuck. Okay, and uh, the third one is... Uh, she refers back to the picture of... Uh, the guy that had time traveled back Jose. to World War One, yeah, mm-hmm. Jose, his buddy, and uh, looks at the full picture, and you can see Bruce Willis off to the side reaching for him, like he's some kind of, he's like some kind of golem over there. Yeah, he's totally <laughs> naked. <laughs> can anybody ex- explain this? To- <laughs> Jose, explain to me why the fuck they have to send him back in time naked. Why does everyone always have to time travel naked? It's if, clear they uh, can bring things on. back with them because he I, went to... I think he just wanted to go naked because he's like, okay, I'm going to get a good butt scrub out of this. <laughs> if I'm, if I'm time I travel, literally was about to say the exact same thing. He just wanted that, that premiere ass scrubbing. Oh, yeah, because they do it in the past and then they do it... Oh, I mean, they do it in the future before they, before they send them. Yeah. <laughs> then they do it in the past... <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, scrub my butt. Bruce Willis has the cleanest ass. <laughs> he does. <laughs> oh, why so much ass scrubbing? <laughs> we get we see Bruce Willis's ass thrice in this movie. You see his ass on a lot of movies, which <laughs> right. makes sense. He just likes showing off his ass. Yeah, I, I mean, think he does. I mean, his I ass. Got, is... I got this big round butt. I want to show it off to some people. <laughs> his ass is relatively unspoiled. He doesn't have like a giant mole or like you know whatever. So. He's like, check it out. It's washed. It's clean. It's Bruce Willis's ass. My ass is bald too. <laughs> I got a bald ass ass. So, um, after he disappears again, he's sent backwards, or he's sent to the to the future again, or retrieved to the future, or however you want to put it. They debrief him again. And they're like, I think he's a little too crazy this they, time. They pardon him this time. It's yeah, like, hey, I mean, he, he's done finally done... brought back useful information. <laughs> And, uh, well, what they think is useful information. Yeah. And um, he's pardoned now, which he was in prison for who knows why even. Probably just simply because they have to imprison so many people. Well, they, they said violence and uh, antisocial sex, which I don't know if that means he was a rapist or if he was doing anal. I don't know. I yeah. don't know what the future laws are like. Yeah, whatever the future <laughs> laws are, he broke them when he was in prison. But um, they were like, you're pardoned. Or maybe wasn't sanctioned. They might uh, have, like, a, you know, breeding programs. Another part of this movie that's... Right, exactly. Another part of this movie is... That actually would make a lot more sense, because it would... Resources would be far scarcer if you had to live underground. But, um... The part... Another part of this movie that's annoying to me, and probably to Cheats, is that... (laughs) Periodically, he just hears this voice in his head. Yes. Well, we don't know if it's in his head or if it's, uh... Some guy in the next cell. The guy well, in the next cell lets him know, hey, I could just be a voice in your head fighting with you. Hey, well, but then it happens all over the place where yeah. he couldn't be possibly hearing the guy from the next cell. And it convinces that him... That guy shows up in the in the past, though. Well, yes. <laughs> he, sh- he shows up in the it, past. It, the voice like in his head is that guy's voice, 
But that doesn't mean it's that guy traveling around, yeah. like, hiding it from him. It could be, or it couldn't be. Well, and then he mm-hmm. and then he shows up in the airport bathroom as far as, like, as far as the voice talking. And, yeah, that is, that's another major issue I have with this, because the entire time they're trying to play it off like Bruce Willis is not a time traveler, that, like, for some reason it needs, they... They definitely shouldn't have done it in the bathroom at no, the airport. I don't, because at that point, you know he's a fucking time traveler. I don't think they needed to keep doing that. <laughs> right. Like, it almost seems like they're trying to play this off as just like it's the stress of, of what he's been doing. But I, I really think it was unnecessary and just detracted from things. Well, like he said, it, it definitely it was a red herring for you earlier in the movie. But by the time you literally know he's a time traveler, or at least unless all narrators in this movie are unreliable... He's he's been proven that he is, so there's no need to continue with the gambit of like, oh, maybe he's just crazy. Yeah, it's like it's annoying from and, from Jump Street, but then it's just annoying and unnecessary. And they, they keep doing it. And like, yeah. also, so I didn't mention, but earlier. it is the voice that convinces him in the future to straighten up and fly right, so that he can go back to the past again and then just bail and live yeah. there, which was his plan when he finally returns there for the last time. Which related to the unreliable things you mentioned with the scientist who was on the plane at the very end, who says he's in, in insurance. Yeah. I figured that was just bullshit, because one of the guards uh, is there with him now, too. My thought process on that was But he's like, also not there sometimes. He's also not there, <laughs> I know. And that that's, again, going back to stuff that... that uh, he could just literally be going... be uh, Literally be a time traveler and going crazy because of... Because of the time travel, which they said yes. drives you crazy. Yeah. Which... Like I said, that's that's all well and good, but it's like it loses its necessariness when he's in the bathroom at the yeah, airport yeah. getting more hallucinations. It doesn't yeah. make any point, sense. Point is, Lady on the Plane, to me, actually is one of the scientists. The whole reason she's even there is because they finally pinpointed it, and the movie's supposed to end with them actually fixing things. Which also apparently you can't fix things. You you well yeah I know they're trying. Well, to that do was it, that was the, the conclusion that they leave us with. But what Sheets I think is saying is that there could have been. Like, if this didn't test well, they could have been like, well, guess what? Now they did fix it at the end. Not even that. One of the major themes for the movie is that uh, Bruce Willis's character is supposed to be a Christ figure that fixes things. Well, what? That's not there at all. I know. Well, I'm, I'm aware that it's not there. Are you but looking pe- for that? <laughs> no, he's saying that... It's on that, fucking Wikipedia. He's saying that what he read well, about well, it was Wikipedia that... Wikipedia is wrong, because he yeah, can't change Yeah, he's simply anything. wrong. I know. I'm aware. <laughs> Okay, Which well, was just a bad theory you read on the internet, the airport, and you're mad about that now. They've realized that the the guy with the uh, with the actual virus is not related to this the twelve, 12 monkeys, monkeys at all. or no. Brad Pitt, except the, for just the fact that the twelve that, monkeys was just a, a plot to release the animals from the zoo and then lock up that guy uh, Brad Pitt's dad. Which is why there are That's animals why loose we did it in the and future. The logos all over the city, right? Exactly. Viral campaign, <laughs> right? Uh, but uh. So Girl that's when they realize that they've been chasing their tails this whole time, and he tries to uh, call back with that kind of information, but I don't know if they got the message or not, because they sent a guy that's like, "Oh, well, you need to follow through with this, or else we're just gonna shoot the girl." <laughs> yeah, his buddy Jose pops back up and says, "Yeah, like, yeah, man, we just got your message." Like, and Bruce was like, "You mean that message I just left?" He's just like, "Yeah, yeah, I mean, you left this year years ago." Yeah. <laughs> Right, time time makes no difference to them. Yeah, we're living exactly. In the Five minutes, thirty years, you know. They should be these. This place should be crawling with people from the future. 
because that's you're gonna they increase your out. odds. Yeah, you, they figured out where it was, so they just need to go there. Yeah, all like of them. They, they've sent. You know, we we have at least three people, and it's like I was just saying. It's like you, as far as these the time travel is concerned, like you just pinpointed when the world ends, and you can possibly prevent it. Well, like they, send everybody. <laughs> the thing is, I think that they've been time traveling back, and they have somehow proven to themselves that you can't in fact change the future that they've probably gone back and thought well we'll do this or that and it's never worked like it no matter what they do the future remains exactly the fucking same okay so So all they want to do is just try to fix the present by just learning about the past and which is we find out is exactly all they can do because no matter what they do no matter what bruce willis knows He's gonna see himself be murdered in the fucking airport. This is probably one of the best representations of just one timeline. One timeline time travel. Because everything that he does doesn't affect the timeline. It is part of the timeline and it always was. There are anomalies, but this is stuff that's always happened because, more or less, this is a predetermined timeline. Even if I don't like the movie, I can at least agree with your assessment on that. Yeah, okay. and I mean, I, I get why you don't like the movie. It's yeah. got, you know, about 25% 90s stink. It's got crazy fucking Brad Pitt, and it's got a lot of... It's got too much insane asylum nonsense that it's just like, oh, we're going to shoot this camera yeah, angle I, real crazy, and they're going to be flashing lights I, for I no can, reason. I, can I say, feel like that's kind of a Terry Gilliam thing, Yeah, though. he loves like, crazy people. Yeah, he really does. It's Which makes perfect sense of this movie. And it's in a lot of his movies. Like... Think about the bar scene in, uh, well, really, just think about Fear and Loathing all the way through. Or Brazil. Or... Or Brazil, yeah. Or Baron Munchausen. Yeah, I, I can I can say my final piece on 12 Monkeys as, as we're wrapping it up, so... Yeah, so... He he gets killed by the police at the airport because he's armed. Yeah, he's chasing after the, the guy who actually has the virus and was an underling at the lab. Who yeah. also has some crazy ideas, it just turns out. <laughs> well, and also he made a, a guest appearance earlier in the movie whenever she was signing autographs. He was there, like, trying to tell her his theories, and she was just straight up not listening because she was like, you're crazy, leave well, me alone. Yeah, uh, and plus, she, look at him, he just looks like a fucking... Yeah, he looks like a straight up <laughs> monster face. Like, the red hair ruins his look. He needs to dye yes, that hair. absolutely. <laughs> well, normally, he's It obviously like... is dyed in this movie, so... I think normally he has, like... Either grayish or white hair. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's usually and it's short. Most of his here he's got like an orange ponytail. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's again it's just uh, one of those yeah, other yeah, hairstyles Stacy Keach had to choose from in that fucking exactly <laughs> super strange yeah. 90s sleazebag hair. <laughs> it's and it's uh, leads us to our next movie, um, which is that just you know sometimes people just get sick and tired of everything continuously going in cycles. And they're just like, just do something different. Anything different. Doesn't matter. Just fucking wear a glowing thing around your neck. Whatever. Because uh, in the 90s, it was like, let's just all have mohawks and roller skate everywhere and just be having fanny packs and check <laughs> everything's checkered and cool. It's like, yeah. Was mohawks in the 90s? Well, <laughs> according, to, <laughs> according to time travel scenes in the late 90s, or in the early 2000s, every time TV shows go back oh. to the 90s, it's always mohawks and um, people uh, breakdancing and having boomboxes. Are you like... sure you're not going to the 80s? 
No, it's the 90s. But, I mean, it, it like, doesn't like matter. The 80s spilled yeah. over into the 90s, obviously. They shouldn't be breakdancing in the 90s. Basically just describe the whole first Batman movie. Break into the electric boogaloo, I know. Yeah, like, because the, the, the 80s, like, style <laughs> continued up until, like, 94. Yeah. And for some reason, every time any movie goes back to the 90s, it's always, like... 1994. Yeah, like, it's always, like, before then. Well, you know... The thing is, is that, it's like we've talked about before, the 80s didn't just abruptly end in 1990. Like, right. it just kept break going. Breakdancing did. Well, okay. <laughs> breakdancing ended in 1985. I've seen people breakdance <laughs> in real life. Okay? So it did not end. People, I've seen them breakdance on cardboard, on the street. They had two breaking movies. Came out the same year. By the time second one in, came out... People were sick of breakdancing. <laughs> yes, but you're forgetting about all the people who watched those movies as a kid, and now they're finally old enough to go breakdance themselves, okay. and it comes back around. It's always what happens. It's just like in this movie we're trying to describe, or I'm trying to get to, Looper, where he's, he's like, you know those movies you're watching are just copying other movies, and now you just think it's cool and stylistic again. It's like, it's the fucking same shit. But, oh, uh... Okay, are we on Looper now? Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll <laughs> complain I'll complain further about Twelve Monkeys uh, at a later time. At a later time, let's continue Looper. So, such a good movie. I have loved it since its inception. Unlike Twelve Monkeys, Cheats, why don't you tell us the plot of Looper from 2012 that you've just now watched for some reason? Yeah, just one of those movies that passed by me, man. So, in 2074, when the mob wants to get rid of someone, the target's sent into the past where a hired gun awaits. Someone like Joe who one day learns the mob wants to close the loop by sending back Joe's future self for assassination. Well, good job. You yep, fixed, completely wrong. You you fixed the fucking... Uh, <laughs> I told you. I told you it couldn't be accurate because <laughs> only 1 in 20 or 1 in 10 is. <laughs> it's fucking crazy how impossible it is for people to just write what the fucking plot is. And most of the time, it's on the back of the Blu-ray. I guess that's the problem, is that we've moved... We've moved so far forward in time that we're no longer buying Blu-rays, and we thusly don't have the plot to copy and paste onto IMDb. Yeah, like... Maybe somebody that works for IMDb should just watch the movie and then describe the plot. No, that would be... That's not how IMDb That's not how works. IMDb works, dude. Like, they're... The only people that work for IMDb are maintaining their servers and their website. Like, this is all they do. And probably somebody... They let us fix IMDb. Goes through and checks things. Well, I mean, as like, as like... Okay, this was submitted. Check. <laughs> yeah. So then, how do you? So we could technically edit that. I mean, if we you had enough add, IMDb cred, yeah, we could. Well, you can add user. Oh, you have to have cred. User created stuff. It's just like Wikipedia, like, Stephen. It it's all crowdsourced, so it's gonna be only as accurate as the most enthusiastic douchebag is about Looper. <laughs> so the reason that this plot is totally stupid is because that. The whole thing about being a looper is that you know the deal from the fucking Jump Street. You know that eventually, when your contract ends, they're going to make you kill this yourself. This is in the opening narration. Yeah. <laughs> he's talking about it, because he knows this is going to come, and he's fine with it. It's part of... He gets to, he gets to live 30 years as a rich dude, as an adult, until they capture him and send him back in time for him to kill. The thing about this that doesn't make any sense is that, why would you ever have the person who is the looper killing himself. Like, you would just have somebody else close his loop for him, and then it's well, problem so, solved. So here, here's how here's how it works. Uh, and then we'll, we'll go down the, the cheats checklist of why I like this movie. So, uh... Yes, I dig this. The cheats checklist so of why this movie's good. time in looper 
is kind of squishy in a way because there, there's different timelines, different. So it's all, very squishy. Very squishy. <laughs> yeah, because there's there's different timelines that that can happen because just because you kill your future self doesn't mean that you're actually dead. You've just killed your future self in one particular iteration of yourself. So the reason that they would send like your future self to you for you to kill is because at that point you know your contract is up. Because if someone else killed you know, your future self, you wouldn't know it. The thing is that they could just as easily bring that body and say, that's true. They could. I'm not saying it makes perfect sense. The thing is that it doesn't make sense because it's more poetic than anything. You're getting fired. It's like, okay, I want to fire you 30 years ago. Yeah. You're still, (laughs) it doesn't make any goddamn sense because he's already stopped working for him. 30 fucking years ago, and now you... It's like, now you have to get sent back in time to be fired. Yeah, so... <laughs> it it, it, it kind of doesn't make sense well, with that if you put too much thought into it. Because also the assumption I made for that is just like... I'm, willi- still, I'm willing to let it go, I unlike some people are able... Yeah. Just don't let things go. <laughs> He's pointing at me. Yeah. Uh, I'm pointing at cheats this time. Okay. Well, okay, so... The thing is, the reason you can let it go is because they don't specify all the future details of why they have to do these things. They just say, don't worry about it. In the future, it's so impossible to get rid of a body because of various tracking methods and like tagging that they can do to people that they have to send the body back in time for it to actually disappear. They have to literally disappear it yeah. to a different timeline. Now, why they can't just send it back a thousand the, years to the Stone Age. Yeah, doesn't like what? What difference does it make where they send it well, and if it's murdered when it gets there? I have no clue. Just imagine. They, I don't know. Maybe has, time. They don't want to fuck up the time. Do line, they I have guess. to be alive to time travel? Is it T one? Is it is it Terminator time tra- travel rules? Because then you couldn't send someone dead back. Well, we don't know. Oh, I'm thinking that must it doesn't be matter. Else. I think I think they need them to die in the past because they've they're trying to eliminate all trace evidence. And if you killed them in the present, then there would still be trace evidence well, that they why died. Why wouldn't you there. just send the tarp too? You kill well, them on a tarp and then rail them It's, in a it's tarp still cleaner if you send the thing. whole body back and then have it be killed there. And the thing is, we don't know what, again, we don't know what these quote unquote rules, like tracking abilities yeah. that they have in the future are. They've just said that time travel is so illegal that they have to kill everyone at the 30 year mark because after 30 years, that's when time travel's invented and the person who knows that they've. That they've been using it is still alive. They just go and kill them. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of detail you can go with that. It actually makes sense of why they're closing all the loops at the same time because they've hit the mark where any further forward and the person is being killed less than thirty years. Well, there's more to why all the loops are getting closed all of a sudden. Right. They and like you said, there's a certain part of this that that is poetic, especially in in the. characters of joseph gordon levitt and uh bruce willis in this uh and like the way they interact with things but what you don't you don't have to worry about it and also like we already know that time travel is incredibly flexible i'm only bringing this stuff up because we're talking about it on a podcast Uh, well yeah and also because we're just watching it i would just watch it and let it go it's a very good it's very good to have 12 monkeys right nearby where we can say this is where time travel is not so much a paradox and so much a ridiculous impossibility to have on a single continuum whereas looper just it just asks you look we're gonna make some shit up here don't worry about that we're talking about the story your arm now on on current version of you yeah 
future version of you also loses an arm, but I guess you never had it for the last 30 years. So then you wouldn't have been able to do any <laughs> exactly. of the things you in did. Exactly. In fact, seems like future you would have never escaped this situation. <laughs> no, he wouldn't have. He wouldn't have had any legs to escape it with. <laughs> or, I mean, just, just the fact that he, <laughs> but, oh, he just put you in a cell. Well, see, but just <laughs> well, he never have a leg exists. to stand on? The, the time travel here is kind of similar to the Back to the Future time travel, where things just start disappearing, like... Right. On a person who's seemingly out of time. Yeah. Which I'm kind of into. Things are loosey-goosey. Yeah, I'm into it because it's sort of like, it's just magic at this point. Yeah. You don't have to argue about yeah. whether or not it makes any sense. Because it's just like, look, this is how it works in the universe. I'm not going to tell you why because it doesn't matter. Yeah. And the thing is, who cares? Just let it go. Yeah. That's why I typically, like, am torn on time travel movies. It's like, I don't want to spend the majority of the movie trying to figure out what the fuck is going on with the time travel. And then you have Primer, which is... So fucking boring. I don't care how many people like it. I think it's fucking terrible. Like, I mean, I, it is boring. Regardless of who many, how many people like it, it's, <laughs> there's no arguing that hardly anything happens in the movie. Like, like it's just boring as fuck. What you're saying, Stephen, there about like it being overly complicated, boring, and stuff like that. Like it's funny because they make fun of it twice in this movie. First was Jeff Daniels talking to uh, Jeff Gordon-Levitt, and he's just like, "Man, we're not going to talk about time travel. We'll be here all day. We're just going to do this." <laughs> yeah. And then Bruce Willis and, is just like, just wanna... "We should also follow that advice." Yeah. <laughs> And I also just want to throw this out there that Jeff Daniels is supremely underrated as an actor. I didn't know he was in this. Well, you wouldn't have because he's not in it that much. I I know, but still, as soon as I saw him, I was like, fuck yes, he's so good. Yeah, he is insanely good. Everyone else seems like they're from the not-too-distant future. He feels like he's from the present. Yeah. (laughs) Right, right, and that's because he's from the future? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Well, it's because he's from the future, but he would rather be in the present. Because you would probably remember the future what the was present like, was like. Present for him. But the thing is, like, it makes sense in the context of this movie because you would want him to seem like a man out of time regardless of if it makes any sense of which time he seems yeah. like he's a man out of. But, but let's, let's go down the checklist of why, of why I like this movie. So I thought we did this. No, no, no. <laughs> we interrupted. Uh, so let's see. Basically, cyberpunk? Check. Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Check. Crazy future tech bullshit? Check. Alternate timeline slash dimension bullshit? Check. I mean, I can keep going. Crazy awesome action. Wonder buses. Hey, there's, there's dusters. They, fucking crazy psychic there's powers. This. It's like everything I want one, in one movie. Yeah. We've literally been telling you this the for whole so time. long. I know! So long! I know! Like, I'm, I'm, I'm really bad about watching things. Like, I seriously have, like, 600 gigs of anime just sitting on my computer that I've been meaning to watch for I don't even know how long. Delete well, it! Yeah. Get rid of it! I Throw can't! It away. <laughs> See, the, the problem is that part from it. if you have so many things, you just have to trust us. We know cheats, alright? We've seen dozens and dozens and hundreds of movies with you. But, we know what you like. It's just like you know what I like. You always know what I'm going to bitch about in a movie. You but, just automatically know. It's it's like the first rule of marketing is you never give your customers too many fucking things to choose from. Exactly. Because they just get confused about what they want and then they just end up going... And then they give simple. up. They give up and go for <laughs> something simple. So basically what I'm saying is delete all that anime and just listen to the one movie we want you to watch. You you have to understand my hesitation though, Steve. Oh yeah. Because there's some points there's some points where it's like you guys are like, Cheats, you'd really like this, you should probably watch it. I'm like, Yeah, I probably should. And there's other points where it's like, Oh, it has a duster, of course Cheats likes it. (laughs) But the problem is we're right in both instances. (laughs) Okay, what about Looper? (laughs) Okay. So those are the reasons Cheats likes Looper. Can we talk about like 
how fucking amazing Joseph Gordon-Levitt's makeup is in this movie? Well, we can, as long as you will allow me a moment of disagreeing with you partly. See, one of the big things when this movie came out was like, Oh man, it's crazy how they were how they managed to just prosthetic makeup to make Joseph Gordon-Levitt actually kind of look like Bruce Willis, and they would be correct in about seventy percent of the time. Sometimes they just go fucking crazy and make him up, and you're like, that just looks like Joseph Gordon-Levitt got a fucking bucket of latex poured on his face, <laughs> and then they just painted on some eyebrows. It looks crazy shitty. <laughs> and I'll tell you when that time is. So, and it's clear. They make it so obvious, and it's one of the biggest seams in the movie where you're like, ah, this is kind of taking me out of the movie a little bit. They, so they get to a point where Joseph Gordon-Levitt is successfully killing Bruce Willis, and then they go year one, year three, year seven. They are skipping forward, okay. and they're showing, oh, this yeah. is how Bruce Willis be, is, is, is the same guy as Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And the thing is, when they start that, he's standing there, and he's got this fucking shitty-ass makeup on his face, and it's like, wait, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, all of a sudden, they fucked up, and they made him look like Joseph Gordon Mutant. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's strange. It's like, they, they go crazy on that one part, and he's like sitting there looking at his watch, and he's got his blunderbuss, and he's about to blow away Bruce Willis, and that's the point where they're trying to, like, start, like getting us used to how crazy his makeup's about to get. And it's like, they went too hard in that first scene, and then it just ruins the rest of it. But, all the rest what of the if, time, what they about, do do a good job making him look like Bruce Willis. What about, uh, in one of the halfway points, where you just see Bruce Willis for a minute, and he's got this sad tuft of hair oh, on yeah. top. Yeah. <laughs> I love like, oh, it. fuck yeah. me. <laughs> that is so fucking bad. There's no way, not even Bruce Willis would yeah. not shave that. No, not even him. But like, him. contrary to that, there's like, there's a scene where they're sitting across from each other at a diner, and they, it's like the side silhouettes of their faces, and it's like spot on identical to each other. Well, see, yeah, that's the thing. Like, besides that part I just described, they did an insane job making him look like Bruce Willis without making him too crazy. Yeah, I, I looked up like without modifying to the. Uh, un un uncanny valley mm. point where he gets for that sequence. So I mean I understand what happened, but I, somebody yeah. should have said, wait, 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 wait. He looks ridiculous. We gotta reshoot like, this. Ultimately, like I still have a, a little bit of trouble like seeing them side by side and saying, okay, this makes sense why he's the older version of him. But they do such a good job with the makeup, getting it close enough that I'm just willing to go with it without without hesitation. The other thing is that. Joseph Gordon-Levitt does an insane Bruce Willis impression throughout the whole movie. Okay, so let's let's just get some of the plot here. So first, his buddy uh, fails to close his loop, and then we so we can see what happens if if the if mom they, gets like, a hold of the young version and starts chopping him up. Yeah. yeah. So um, real quick, just to kind of establish what loopers are, like we mentioned, that they're basically time assassination or time assassins. But the thing is also like the they're just like they're fucking mob kids who are basically just killers and fucking junkies they blow all of their money all the time like they're all super irresponsible and so like 
they almost all have. Well, it's probably pretty features. bad for your mental health. The uh, blowing people away. <laughs> oh yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, that that plus you've agreed to this crazy thing yeah. that you cannot get out of, and you've seen firsthand that it's impossible to escape. Okay, so we see his future. Uh, that guy's future self, uh, like slowly deteriorate. It's basically nothing, and <laughs> and he's just literally stubs and which doesn't make any sense to me. It's like if you could. Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jeff Daniels' justification for why they don't just kill his friend? It's no different than, uh... If you maim him to the point where he's no longer going to be able to function in any capacity... Yeah, it's as if he never you existed. might as well have <laughs> just killed him. Yeah. And, but Jeff Daniels says it's too much of a, of, of a, like, of an alteration of the timeline to actually kill someone who wasn't supposed to have died. But it's not too much to just chop him to tiny little pieces... Again, it's we, a, got, we, have we got to ignore go. the future shit. We just so, have to. When it, whenever it's uh, young Brucey's time, <laughs> yeah, and he's uh, sitting there thinking young it over. Brucey. <laughs> well, the, the 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 loop is late, and we see why later. The it doesn't come when it's supposed to because Bruce Willis whips the fuck out of he all did, of his an assassin. Right. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and and uh, uh, then he just sends himself through. Right, like, but like later than he was supposed to have, which yeah. throws off Joseph Gordon-Levitt because he's like, "What the fuck? Like, I'm looking at my watch here. This, they always appear exactly on time, and it's not happening now. So I don't so, know what to think." First time he kills her, yeah, uh, and then uh, we see his life after you know basically his retirement. <laughs> right, and, and he, he retires from his money being all super looper. fast, and he has to go back to crime. Meets a, a lady, a Chinese lady, and falls in love, and uh, yeah. has a great life up until the point where uh, they come back for him, and she's murdered in the process. Yeah, yeah, because in in at least one future iteration, like this new mob boss shows up. They just call the Rainmaker. <laughs> oh, Kara! Yeah, right? <laughs> and uh, his whole thing is uh, you find out more, but he he himself is working on closing every single possible loop. Which would effectively end this lifestyle altogether. He definitely, definitely hates time travel. Yes, he does. Yes, so he really should have gone. Definitely. He really should have reprogrammed the machine to take him back far enough to kill Rob Thomas, because we all know that he's the one who wonders what it's like to be a rainmaker, right? I don't know if I've ever heard this song. <laughs> Fuck you. We just had three separate Rainman references, literally. Yeah, in like that's the point. We're making fun of how dumb the name is. <laughs> yeah. You guys never, you never heard that song by Matchbox Twenty. I know, I know exactly what song you're talking about. <laughs> I have. I, it's the only thing I can think of where anyone says the phrase "Rainmaker." The besides this movie, the Rainmaker is like a super stupid like title for this movie. See, boss. I made a reference to Japanese wrestling. I don't. No, yeah, which I, I, which I, I got. <laughs> I made a reference to Rainman. To Rainman. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> fine. But mine was the closest reference because it's literally. Rainmaker. Well, that, that guy's the Japanese wrestler. Like, that's oh, I didn't realize. Rainmaker. <laughs> the, the title. The like title. Making it rain. Bodies. The title for Rainmaker. I feel like because the director, of this is Ryan Johnson. Like I feel like he was just like him and and somebody were just like fucking stoned, and they're just like, like dude, you know would be the coolest. It was like, like what what name should we come up with? I'm like, let's call him the Rainmaker. But why should it be the Rainmaker? And like I'm thinking this entire movie, and then it gets to the point where the kid who becomes the Rainmaker causes the guy to just explode in a cloud of blood violently, and it's like, the blood is rain! Ha! And, like, yeah, that makes... Blood made, rain. Yeah, and I'm just like, that's really stupid, but I'm willing to go with it. Yeah. Has anybody ever seen uh, anything else aside from uh, Last Jedi by Ryan Johnson? 
No, but I looked into I looked into some of his stuff, and he has another movie I actually really really want to watch. He actually has a is couple. It called Brick. Movies. You haven't yes. seen Brick? Yeah, I haven't seen Brick. It's on Netflix. Brick is really good. Another Joseph Go- Josie Gordy Levy movie. Josie Gordy Levy. Yeah, that's what I call him. Dude, and also, I just want to take this time to say that the Last Jedi rules and fuck the army of Reddit nerds that doesn't. Go ahead. So. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I, I will allow it. <laughs> I think the people that don't like it also didn't want to see anything new. Right, right. They just fantasize this this creation of how Star Wars should be. It's like, oh, that last one didn't have anything new in it. <laughs> yeah. I wonder. I wonder what the next one's. Go- is it? They wanted another, you know, Empire Strikes Back, which they, you shouldn't do. <laughs> yeah, they shouldn't have done, and they didn't. Yeah. So, which is good. Congratulations, Ryan Johnson. I'm sorry you got fired from the last. No, he didn't get fired. He, they gave him. Well, then they 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 gave him a whole nother trilogy to do. <laughs> they gave him those ones, but isn't he no longer doing the third one? I thought he was originally. Right. They they brought Abrams back to do the third one because he's going to be busy working on an entire another trilogy. Yeah, but that sounds to me like we don't want you making any more of these because of Army of Reddit nerds. So. No, I don't think so. I, the, I mean, it's obviously I, a way better assignment to get a new trilogy for him to work on because only, he's not going to fuck around and make the same movie again like <laughs> they wanted him to do in the first place. I, I understand your thought process on that because that's exactly what they did to James Gunn, even though that entire situation was really fucked up to begin with. Yeah. But, like, Disney, like, was playing it, trying to play it safe with him while with Ryan Johnson and just, like... Okay, maybe this was divisive, but here's some new movies to do. Like, he still has a job with it. They're going to be awesome, too. Like, the plan was always to have three separate directors on the three movies, and for whatever reason, Colin Trevorrow was fired from doing the third one, and so they just replaced him with, uh, with Abrams again. Well, in any case, he's a good director, and Brick is really fucking good, and you guys should watch it. But it's not, I mean, in any case, we're talking about Looper. Where were we here? So Bruce Willis's plan is to um, find the person who is the Rainmaker, find where they, like, because he knows the hot, for some reason he was able to figure out. Well, the guy called it in. Called in, like, this is the only identifying piece of information we have on him. Right, and it's this, it's, he knows the hospital where the Rainmaker is born, and he knows that these three people were born on this day. That's all he knows, like. So he goes to kill those three people. Like, that's his mission now. The, yeah. The, the, because uh, though one of those three people put a hit out on him and his wife, and he's like, fuck that. So I don't know what he thinks is going to happen, because it's kind of unpredictable what's going to happen. Yeah, it is. A, it... <laughs> like, who knows what would happen if he actually managed to kill the Rainmaker. You would think that he would just wake up in his home. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he's hoping will happen. Because the Rainmaker would have never existed to have decided to close his Basically, uh, I'd say probably around around the time that he had left. Yeah. It's like if he walks out into that room and there's just going to be no... He's going <laughs> to... If my understanding of this time travel, would, it's like the way it kind of like sinks in. Yeah. Is he would just be there. Yeah, I mean it would have if to it, be... If he kills the right one. Yeah. But... The thing is, is that he already isn't going to have that future he already, that he planned out because he's been interacting with himself, and himself is a completely different person now. Yeah, it's, I, That's I why like, the time travel thing is a really great like And that's why you kind of have to be like, uh, who knows what's going to happen, well, like, Bruce Willis? If yeah, you kill him, like, anything can fucking happen. Yeah, because, like, Bruce Willis, as he exists in this movie, he's not going to suddenly go back to the future. He might be changing the future for a different version of himself, but, like, his life's still fucked up, and then... We, like, the entire interaction with them at the diner of, like, 
these are the same person, but they are completely different from each other because of just the things that they've been through and just the, the dichotomy. They you have. ever think that maybe he wasn't able to have uh, kids with his uh, wife because he kicked himself so hard in the balls? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Makes sense. I, he did get the, the fuck daughter. out of those balls. Like, <laughs> their entire conversation is great, and I also think... But the like, thing the, is, is that the, like none of that feature was ever going to happen because yeah. he was supposed to close his loop and then just leave. And he would have never gotten kicked in the balls to yeah. be impotent, or not impotent, but uh, to be sterile. Or both. I mean, who the fuck even knows? <laughs> Kick somebody hard enough in the crotch, crazy shit can happen. Yeah. I, I also like at the end of the, of the diner scene where uh, they've chased Bruce Willis off into the uh, the fields because uh, the group that uh, Jeff Gordon-Levitt works for also shows up and like he's like helping them and then like all of them suddenly realize like shit we need to get him and then he just it's a like, real Roadrunner moment <laughs> this, is a, like, what? this is an unauthorized raid by uh, Kid Blue who I said uh, in our chat should have been be spelling it B-L-E-W Kid Blew it yeah. <laughs> he does because he just blow it up. he's almost a comedy character at this point well t- he totally is because he he, does, he never ends up getting killed, but he seriously no, fucks he does it. Oh, yeah, he does. Well, end no, up he does killed. eventually. Yeah, yeah, but his defining moment was him trying to. Like, he already blew it so hard that he's not even. He doesn't even have anything, anybody left to disappoint. Like <laughs> we're introduced to this character by him trying to spin around this giant fucking shooting iron. Oh, like he's, he's so clumsy with it. Like he's great. He almost drops it. Then he gets said, hey, be careful not to blow your other foot off. And then he gets hit in the head with a door. Like, if this doesn't establish how much of a fuck-up this guy is, I don't know what does. Young Bruce says, oh, you're going to blow out your foot. And then uh, he's like, yeah, whatever. And then he gets hit with the door. And those guys say the exact same thing to him. Yeah. Yeah, because he probably... That's why he has a fucking limp, because he did blow his fucking foot off. He's a fucking moron. He's still spinning the fucking gun around. It's like, dude... Take a fucking hint. You're not good at this. And also, it's insanely dangerous to do that with a loaded fucking gun. Practice with a dummy gun or with a gun that's got the safety on or no bullets. Okay, so in their struggle, uh... What, okay, what's this character name? I'm tired of calling him Young Bruce. Joe. Young Joe. Young Joe gets a corner of the map that has the relative, the the relevant information on it. And uh, he goes to the house and he finds a... A... uh, Young mom and her kid. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's got the other two, uh, who uh, just happen not to be the right names. <laughs> and uh, he blows off, he blows one of these kids away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he killed the fuck out of one of them. And then I guess since like uh, time didn't come crashing in, he realizes that was the right one. And also, he just decided to blow this kid away in the backyard of his house and then he like walks out of the backyard and there's just a woman like standing there like drinking coffee and rolling her baby down the street yeah kids get blown away in this neighborhood every day yeah dude i guess so <laughs> like, she didn't even like <laughs> it's it? like did she not even hear the fucking revolver shot that happened 20 feet away like 15 seconds earlier it is a crap sack future and even then what's she gonna do steven run away with her baby i don't know not just walk by casually drinking coffee most of the time when people get killed, it's somebody that they knew killing them. It's not random, so it's not like the guy who's randomly... He's not randomly killing. He but went there to kill a person, and he killed them. So The best thing she could do is just avert her eyes. It's like, I didn't see anything. Okay, so Philip, you're telling me you're walking outside with Miranda, 
and you hear a gunshot literally right next door, you're not going to run the fuck away. Steven, this is a universe where someone can pick up someone's luggage, try to run away with it, and then they can get blown away right. in clear view of everyone and no one does shit. This is a different kind of place than what I'm living Wait, in. Wait, is that the 12 Monkeys universe? Kind of. No, because the guy literally picks up the luggage and he's running away and he gets shot. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't this universe, was it? Wait, what? No, what there's, the a, there's a part at the beginning of the movie where... At the beginning like, of Blooper, when yeah, that happens. At, at, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I guess there's just a lot of luggage going around. I didn't notice all of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, like, that was like to establish this is a bad part of town. Like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's driving his cool car, his cool, oh, cool okay, guy car, yeah. and he goes around the bus... And there's somebody at the bus, like, unloading some shit. Okay, and then somebody yeah. runs I, up and tries I remember to steal now. it. Yeah. <laughs> but this is just a simply violent part of the world where just violence just happens and no one does shit about it. So, because the Gatmen run the fucking city and they don't care. Like, it's, they're basically the law. They're the law! Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're, they're Judge Dredd slash Sylvester Stallone. Imagine a crossover universe. Yeah, Looper I mean, and the Looper Dredd. And Dredd it's not yeah. that. It, it could totally happen because it, they they have like they've established the uh, the TK. Yeah, this like, yeah. The, the psychic powers exist in this universe. Yeah, and that it's just a random mutation that might or might not help. Which you. I'm pretty sure is the exact same uh, thing that they attributed to in the uh, in the Dread movie. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt sees one of the Gatman get pudding by the little boy knows he's the rainmaker now and he's like kind of torn he's like should i just blow this kid the fuck away now kind of seems like a monster <laughs> yeah he fucking melted someone and melted his mom's sister and like who knows how many other i don't people. know how he got the how did he get the this note this lie in his head that uh, assassins came for her well, that's now, I'm just, assuming that's it had just to be a some kind of coping mechanism. Yeah, he like, just... Oh, I blew up what I thought was my mom. Yeah, he just <sighs> can't accept that fact, so he's just made up another yeah, version. Yeah, I don't know, because um, his mom's played by, uh... Well, Emily okay. Blunt. Emily Blunt in this movie. And she, like, uh... Jessica Gordon-Levitt starts talking about loopers, and she immediately just like, so you're a looper. And then, like, you just know she knows. So I'm kind of curious, like, what happened to them. Ultimately, we don't have to know. But well, she I'm might have curious. just known Maybe because just they're the only know. people that aren't covered in shit from the city. <laughs> right. Because they just have a fuckload of money because they're the only ones that are being bankrolled by the person who runs the How city. do you know he's a looper? He no, hasn't got shit, shit all over him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um... Let's bring it back to Terry Gilliam. He's know. decided he's going to defend the boy. Meanwhile, Bruce Willis gets captured... At the, simultaneously gets captured by Kid Blewett, who then takes him to his base and proceeds to watch Bruce Willis kill every single person there. He he just he blew it so bad. He utterly he massacres. <laughs> yeah, he blew. Because uh, he gets taken out like instantly, and then after after that, he's just on the loose in their ha hangout with a gun. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I'll blow away these guys. Not just any gun. This is fucking John McClane. APCs. <laughs> yeah, like... This is John McClane. You can't let him in there with one gun, because one gun will become multiple guns. Yeah, now yeah. I've got an Uzi. Like, ho, ho, ho. He's, he's just gonna get the rest of the guns, which is exactly what he does. And you tied it back to Christmas, Philip. Good job. I did it. <laughs> so, he, um... He also gets grenades, which he uses to blow up a whole room full of dudes. Pretty damn sweet. But anyway, so he kills all those people, except for Kid Blewett, who he leaves behind to... Yeah, he even kills, uh... Jeff Daniels. Yeah, Jeff Daniels. I couldn't think of what his character name was. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Abe. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. So, um, 
Bruce Willis goes, gives, um, gives all of the silver and gold from the fucking hideout, which is a fuckload. And he's like, look, here's all the money you could possibly ever need, even if you spend seven years of your life blowing it like I did. You still won't run out of money. <laughs> Here, take this. I gotta go, I got a kid I'm, to kill. <laughs> I'm gonna go kill this child, and then we can both just live our fucking lives. And here's a very cool uh, sequence when uh, Kid Bluett makes his one final return. Yeah, he's, he's finally the, he's not on the pod it. racer. Yeah, and he's doing right. like a that's making pod racer sounds by the way. Dude, this is totally a fucking pod racer. I bet you anything Skywalker yeah. sounded the mo- uh, sound uh, for this movie. Yeah, I'm they always sure there was do. Something. Every big budget, like even relevant, like slightly sci-fi related movie. It's like why would they get anyone else? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I heard a hint of TIE Fighter in there. <laughs> but they're doing like the old Matador routine. Yeah. And uh, young Joe blows up a bunch of dirt by shooting the ground with his blunderbuss a couple times. So he's like driving through a cloud and then he just like does this quick jive where he di- goes straight to the ground and then shoots upward at where the guy's going to be and just fucking... Blows you, don't, him away. You, don't, you don't see any of it. You just see the pod racer come out alone. Yeah. <laughs> he shot him so hard that he's just erased from the rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Bruce Willis, through a series of, like, events, Bruce Willis is now um, on, the, on the exact tail of the little boy and his mom, Emily Blunt, and young Joe is, what, like, he's unable to stop him because... While Bruce Willis has a GAT, and which is long range, as they've established, all that Joe has is his blunderbuss he's been carrying around the whole movie, which he can't shoot him from this distance. So, he sees, like, in his mind, he's like, okay, so basically what's what had happened here is that I was too sh- fucking dickless to stop this little boy losing his mom. And, and the boy gets away. The boy gets away, and then he becomes, becomes the, the fucking Rainmaker as a result. This, like, I am literally the cause of all this. Like, all this is about to happen. So in order to stop it, he points the fucking blunderbuss at his heart and blows himself the fuck away. Which, if we knew any, like, this should have blown his chest in half. He should have been a fine red mist. But, because you don't want to turn Joseph Gordon-Levitt into a pile of goo. You want to have a nice body to bury. Well, or at least have (laughs) one for Emily Blunt to come back to and not be completely horrified. But... It was still a really it's neat scene. Except for the fact that they let they've they've established these rules and then they've left me with the horrifying realization of Oh, that's right, Joseph Gordon Levitt could just as easily have blown off his shooting arm and it would have done the same fucking thing. Yeah. He would have just dropped the gun. Yeah, the gun like, his oh. arm would have been gone, the gun would have dropped to the ground, and he's and he would have been like I mean, maybe... Or just blow off his leg or anything. Like, he could have at least given himself a chance to live. I, I sort of agree with you, but I also think that, like, old Bruce Willis would never have stopped. Like, at this point, he's already murdered two kids to try and get to this third kid. He's already far past gone mentally. And, like, he's not going to stop until he kills this kid, whether he has one leg or not. I'm just saying, he Joseph Gordon-Levitt blows off his own shooting arm, right, with the blunderbuss. Right. Old Bruce Willis drops the gun, no arm... Young Bruce Willis walks over, or Joe, or whatever, just walks over and fucking kills him. Maybe. Walks over after he's blown his arm off? It just had to blow off part of it. <laughs> just a bit. Maybe just like, a trigger finger. Old Joe's, <laughs> old Joe's better. Like, even one-armed, like, he would still beat up young Joe. He would... I agree. Say. Like, I don't think I don't think it, it would stop him. I don't... At some point, he would, he would get this kid. He wasn't that far away. 
he could have walked the rest of the way and killed him after blowing off his own hand. Doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're, like, really underselling what blowing off your own fucking hand would do to you. Yeah. I think your leg would still work. You'd bleed to death immediately. No, you wouldn't bleed to death immediately. Not from from your hand. What if he shot himself in the balls? That way he never got married. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's any number of things he could have done besides blow himself away. But again, it's like I said earlier, why does he have to blow his own loop away? Because of poetic reasons. So why does he have to blow himself away here at the end and just actually kill himself? So we can catch the Creed song. And it's like, now we get the idea. Yeah. My sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. If hey, if this had been made, made in like the late nineties, if this would have been it made, would have been right <laughs> there. Yeah. When uh, when Twelve Monkeys was that would have been in the song. And Rob <laughs> Thomas would have been in here too. <laughs> With whatever that song is called, I can't remember. So yeah, uh, two time travel movies, in my estimation. They're both good movies. I actually went into 12 Monkeys expecting to hate it, which is probably why I didn't think it was that bad. Because I had seen it already before, and I was like, I didn't really like this movie, if I remember correctly. And the parts I didn't really like were still there, they just weren't as big. We were talking about this before the show, but uh, when this was on Netflix, they had a longer version of it. Yeah. It was two and a half hours long. It was probably more Crazy House, which is probably what made it worse. It probably was. Yeah. I remember when I was watching it, it's like, well, I'm just running out of time. I don't have any time to do this. (laughs) I don't want to watch all of this. It's just too much. (laughs) But um, it's just like, and actually it's a super relevant uh, realization to have, because in 12 Monkeys, Bruce Willis is sitting there watching a movie he saw as a child, and it seems completely different to him, because... As you're a different person, the movie is different, even though it's the same. Yeah. So, this thing you've already seen is literally different, because you're different. It's a good argument for rewatching something, or maybe not rewatching it. Or perhaps just <laughs> not leaving it in the past of like, man, I used to love the Ninja Turtles TV series. It is just unwatchable now. Same with Transformers. <laughs> Transformers is even worse. Yeah. <laughs> like man i somehow remember this not being shitty like, like what's happening here like ninja turtles at least well, because we we're children and we we're entertained by bullshit yeah i know <laughs> this is my point like maybe I'm sometimes still entertained don't by some bullshit and sometimes it's at the exact right moment where the nostalgia is just enough to carry it through even though it's not good but then other times like in the case of the he-man series that show is actually kind of funny and like you kind of watch it still weirdly i'll take your word on it <laughs> yeah you don't need to watch it but i was re-watching it just for like art reasons i wanted to like see how the art was and i was like this actually is kind of watchable like shockingly because <laughs> they don't really t- take skeletor seriously like i remember him being like a serious scary character he's not he's a joke <laughs> like yeah he always was like i just thought that was like a like a meme thing where it's like we're making him into a joke but no that's no. he was always hilarious yeah maybe it was uh frank langella skeletor that maybe that put that in your or head. maybe it was the fucking um you know any of the iterations of he-man that have come since like they remade the cartoon and there's a movie and all that's like the not good. the cartoon that was on uh cartoon network for for a little while that was like more serious. It was actually pretty good. It was just a time frame that I that I was watching. But probably had no comedy elements. At least uh, not as every, many. Every once in a while, but not as many now. But um 
the show, the original cartoon was seriously nothing but that. Yeah. And it had those cool PSAs at the end where it was like, because at the time they were like, we can't just make these cartoons to sell toys. That's literally what we're doing, but we have to build something into it that makes it slightly worth something. So they're like, friendship. Well, at the end of each one. For legal reasons, they had to, (laughs) some of these things that were designed to sell toys, they actually kind of retrofitted into, okay, there's also a comic book. It's like we're we're making a comic book too because it's based on that. It's not based on the toys. Yeah. <laughs> right. There was yeah. a lot of legal nonsense that they jumped through to still make us into, you know, the watching half hour the all consumer hordes that we are now, <laughs> and, which you know it worked, and I'm fine with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so diggity scale. I still, you know, I really like Looper, probably for all the cheats related reasons that I like it. But I st- would you say overwhelming surplus of diggity? Yeah. The Looper? Me, Looper, 100%. Yes. No contest. I just think it's a really great, entertaining movie with a good story. It it doesn't quite reach supreme diggity levels, but only because of some of the parts of it that are sort of cliche. Um, but overall, like I've watched it several times. I most certainly will watch it again. It is a good fucking movie. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. I will give 12 Monkeys, and this is a shock to me, I will give it just enough diggity. Okay, I'd agree with that. I might even, I might, <laughs> I might be convinced to like be an in between between just enough diggity and a fair amount of diggity, but it's up there. It's right up there. I know Cheats is gonna straight up disagree. Oh uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely sitting at like hardly any diggity on it for sure. Well, um, I understand. There, I mean, obviously you guys like it. That's fine. <laughs> but like, I've just... had the same complaints that you have now. I just had them years ago, there's, and now yeah, they just don't bother just, me There's much. too many things that I don't like. Like, another big thing is the lack of agency the characters actually have on the storyline, where it's just like, well, it's a coincidence now that they're in the, the right airport. Like, no, fuck off with that. And then, like... I mean, it's not That's the idea! The point That's is the that... point of the fucking thing! <laughs> yeah, fuck it! I don't like it! Cheats doesn't like the concept, <laughs> and... because it does it makes him uncomfortable. Well, yeah, I, I hated this initially, when yeah. I first saw it when I was 15. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm gonna give it between slight rise and fair amount. So weirdly, we're all kind of in the same area besides well, I mean in cheats probably will be, you know, watch Twelve Monkeys in seven or eight years and you might like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh we had already all seen this and have now are now seeing it again, having already lived through the trauma that is Brad Pitt. <laughs> well, I just really like Terry Gilliam. Yeah. I I haven't, haven't seen any of his movies that uh I uh, completely dislike. Yeah. And and it's all various... He has, like, two things that he does. And it's like, they're on a sliding scale. It's dark and whimsy. And this one's mostly dark with a little bit of whimsy. (laughs) Yep. But both sides of the scale are pretty decent. So, yeah. um, Probably, honestly, I will most likely end up watching both of these movies again. But I'm definitely going to watch Looper again. And I know Cheats is going to agree with that. Oh, yeah. Totally. Um, if for no other reason than in, you know, however many more years it's going to take for somebody else to impersonate Bruce Willis and do it slightly better, I can come back and see the, like, Stone Age version of it. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, I mean, imagine, like, the the difference between the time-traveling sci-fi of, like, as far as, like, effects and, like, how it's treated between Twelve Monkeys and Looper and what will be, 
you know, whatever, 20, well, more, really 20 no, more years. There are no uh, effects as far as time traveling in either one of these. I know, but I just mean, like, how the, like, how the, like, camera work is treated, how, like, the, like, attitude of it is. Like, it's so much more sinister in 12 Monkeys, even though the body count is way higher in Looper. Yeah. Yeah. So, I just, yeah, we'll see. Well, Looper's an action movie. Yeah. <laughs> Voiced and foremost. Disguised as science fiction because of floating quarters. So, do we have any fleed back sleeving? Uh, actually, yeah. So, uh, this past weekend, I volunteered at uh, the Kukaloris Film Festival, and a buddy of mine who I work with, his, uh, his name's Alex, he was talking to me about the podcast because he's a subscriber and a listener. Subscriber. You say that like it actually means anything. Like we, <laughs> we well, if he's listening to it, it doesn't matter if he's a subscriber or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, okay, so he's a weekly listener. Okay. <laughs> and uh, he said that uh, he thought our our on-air chemistry was really awesome and that it reminds him of the chemistry from uh, My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is like a pretty famous podcast. Yeah, yep. if we tried just a little harder, we could be a famous podcast, but we just, we, we, we did, yeah. we're not going to fucking sell out, <laughs> man, like Brad Pitt would, it's like, we're not just a bunch of consumers, man, it's consume, <laughs> consume, consume. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, if I could get paid the podcast and shit and, yeah. You know what? At the very least, if I didn't have to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it wasn't actively costing D-Heart money. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I'm glad that... But yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I, I appreciate the... I actually get quite annoyed with myself listening to the podcast, and yet I, I am the same way every week. I still am interrupting everyone and bitching and starting every sentence with, so this happened. You know, I can't help it. I'm stuck in an endless loop that I can never change because... Brad Pitt reasons. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're all pretty close friends in, in you know, off air, so it's, uh, <laughs> it, it helps that, uh, that we don't fucking hate each other. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I've listened to some podcasts where you can clearly tell, you can clearly tell that the, the hosts do not, like, even, like, it's like, why the fuck are you guys even podcasting? They're not even friends, they're constantly, like, <laughs> are you apologizing sure to each other about everything. <laughs> are you sure? Meanwhile, we're just straight up bitching at cheats for going to pee. <laughs> yeah, but the, the audience never hears that, so. <laughs> Spe- special NPM, the sounds of cheats pissing. Oh, I have all the stuff. I have all the, the I save. <laughs> he has recordings of you pissing. Yeah. All the time. Visual, <laughs> like know. video recordings. There's, there's wow. literally a camera in Philip's toilet that looks up into your dick. Well, you don't know what I'm into, so. It looks into your dick. Please. <laughs> but uh, anyway, if you want to tell your friends about us, they can find us on iTunes where they can download all of our episodes for free. They can also download them from unitedcypher.com along with other podcasts that we have like Fallout Forecast, Music Video Countdown, or Anime Alphabet. If you want to shoot us some feedback, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or on Twitter. Our handle is at MPM Podcast. Check out some other podcasts that we listen to, like Nerdonomy, who present Nerds on Film, uh, Trick or Treat Radio, Sean vs. Wild, and Plumbing the Death Star. Uh, with that being said, I've been one of your hosts, Stephen the Rose Rosenberg. Phil the Kill, the Old Kill Collins. <laughs> Cheeks the Streets McGee. Andy Hart. And we'll see you next time. I wonder what it's like to be the rainmaker. I wonder what it's like to know that I made the rain. Yeah.
Yeah.